0: My friends, today I'm going to share the stories of some of my Christmases in the past and my holiday seasons, which I hope will be useful for you. This topic was specifically requested in my Discord, so I hope talking about my experience both in sad, sorrowful holidays and in happy, fulfilled ones and everything in between will be useful for you. Because I, I know some of you are out there feeling alone and feeling lonely. This holiday season is bringing up feelings of shame and guilt and sadness and remorse, and ultimately wishing things were different. And I swear it's designed that way. All the it's like who actually gets a picture of like everything you'd think a perfect holiday season would involve. I mean, mine mine is pretty close at the moment, and yet on Thanksgiving, what's up, Soulside Records? On Thanksgiving, even though my life from the outside would look like a picturesque commercial or a Hallmark card, I still felt sad most of the day on Thanksgiving. Even though my mother was there, my wife and kids and family were there, it was all fantastic on looking outside and yet I felt sad most of the day. So I swear the holidays are a time to dredge up sadness and review your life and and experience the joy of being around people you love, so uh, you are in good company. You are in good company if you're feeling sad and you're wishing things were different. What helps a lot is. <laughs> Epic Losterman. thanks for the cheer. <laughs> Thank you for the hundred bitties, a couple of times. Yes, the chat is bumping today. Nice to see you on Saturday. It helps to not wish things were different. If you're wishing things were different, you're stuck in the past. Hey, there's another one. Thank you for another 100 bits, Epic Lobster Man. If you're stuck in the past, especially during the holiday season, it really stinks. What's up, Michael? Because you're wishing things were different. You're looking at how things are now and criticizing them and tearing them down. And that makes it difficult. For example, Christmas 2013 was like that for me. My dad was dying. It was his last Christmas. And... All I felt was just so much sadness that this was going to be my dad's last Christmas and it shouldn't be this way and uh, feeling like I really needed some relief from all these bad feelings too. I remember feeling very stressed out and irritable even though my wife was there, my mother was there, my brother was there, even though I had lots of love around me. I brought all these feelings and all these feelings came up and I felt out of control. I went into this outrage and argument and argued with everybody in the family demanding that we go get the Christmas tree and set it up even though my dad was feeling very poorly and he didn't want to drive with me and open up the storage locker and get it out. I just complained until we finally got it out and I set it all up and everything and it was was a rough Christmas and yet... I look back today and I see that I did a lot to make it rough. What I brought to things is what really made it rough. That maybe not at the time, but I now have the capacity to accept things the way they are and accept that feelings are part of the human experience and to accept that I know there's a particular viewer who was talking about What's up, Camille? A particular viewer was talking about how they're not going to be able to see... You know, they're splitting up with their partner and they're not going to be able to see their kids for Christmas and they're really sad. And yes, that sounds sad to me. At the same time, you have complete control over the story you tell. When I told the story that I was... This really sucks for me that my dad's dying. It's not fair. It's so sad. Things shouldn't be like this. I felt bad. And uh, when I today choose to tell the story that I'm very happy for the people that are here this Christmas. I'm very happy for the chance to help others and to share my experience. My painful memories are a tool that I can use to relate to and help somebody else today that I'm very happy with the people around me and the love I have in my life. It makes all the difference. One thing that really helps to get out of this pain and this selfishness really is to go find somebody else to help. I consistently feel better after I do my live stream and after I create something and put it online because I've done it with the intention to help somebody feel better. And I also relentlessly am focused on what can I do with what I've got today and how can I help someone else feel better today and what kind of future am I creating? I repeat this over and over and over to people because it seems the main thing people around me are struggling with is being stuck in the past, fighting with the past and the present and not putting hardly any attention on what kind of future do you want to create and when you keep operating that way you keep creating the same future that you're so pissed off about right now i talked to people and well this happened that happened and this was painful and this was embarrassing i'm like what kind of future do you want what can you do how can you use what you've been through to help somebody else this is and sometimes you might have to stop yourself fifty or hundred times a day and redirect your thoughts. I very I think almost exclusively about what can I do today with what I've got and what do I want to create? Lisa says we always use the holidays as a feel, good, feel, bad time of the year. It ain't about us, exactly. So if you're missing family, and you're feeling alone, then go help someone else who's feeling the same way. And If you don't know where to find someone else, then pray, then set an attention, then open your ears and listen to what people around you are saying and be ready to help. And By helping, I don't mean you need to go out and change somebody, but just show up and be there for someone else. For example, let's say in some parallel universe, Laura had got tired of me and taken the kids And left and uh, I decided to you know move to another state or something I uh, know what I'd be doing I'd be looking for another woman to keep me company and that I could keep her company and I'd be looking for alcoholics to help them get through the holidays I'd be out there doing yoga I would be looking for other people to spend the time with and to connect with and uh, to have a nice holiday season together. I have a friend that she doesn't have her family around for the holidays. and She has several other of her single friends and they all have a house together and they have beautiful holidays together. If I went somewhere or was somewhere where I couldn't spend the season with a woman, I'd find a group of guys to have a house with and play video games and hang out and watch movies and and to go to yoga and go to AA meetings. The meaning of our suffering in life is an opportunity to go help someone else. And one of the basic ways we get misled is to feel shame and guilt and remorse. And we keep criticizing the stories we have in our head instead of using the opportunity to go out and find somebody that could use our help. Hey, what's up? Trust. Nice to see you. Thanks for the first time chat. Michael, you're enjoying the stream Very nice. SoulSight Records says, do you do presents under the tree? In this culture where we've got Amazon and we have storage lockers full of stuff, in this culture of too much stuff, I prefer and try and avoid buying anybody presents. I told my wife, you want something? Here's an Amazon gift card. Now send me some money on Zelle for that Amazon gift card. And you can buy yourself whatever you want. And if you'd like me to buy something for you, just tell me what it is. But I'm. I personally can't stand. Buying anybody presents right now. I did buy my mom a necklace. The only gift I think I've bought anyone this year, I bought my mom a necklace. And given how many necklaces my mom has, I probably wouldn't buy her another one. So I. I. I don't find any joy in buying anyone a present unless I feel moved to buy a present. I felt moved to buy my mother that necklace. and uh, If I don't feel moved, I don't buy anything, especially after taking so much of my mom's stuff to the landfill. My kids get so many presents from my wife buys them lots of presents, my mother buys them lots of presents, my wife's family buys them presents. My kids have a ton of presents for Christmas. I advocate for opening them up as soon as possible so that there's not a ton of crap to open on Christmas Day. No, I do not buy my kids a gift for Christmas at all because they have enough gifts. I feel no joy. I, I've, I don't feel any desire to buy them anything else. When you consider the presents my wife's bought, my mother's bought, her mother, my wife's mother's, when all these pre- the kids are are getting, the kids have more gifts than they need for Christmas. They have more toys than they can even play with. They, if anything, they have too much, and we're consistently trying to get rid of stuff. So yeah, I, I, I used to buy a lot more presents. Not because I wanted to, because I felt like I should or I had to. and Now, I don't buy anything unless I feel like I really, really want to and I'd love to. <laughs> Smoke a bowl had some friends talking about you at a bar and your mom, your baby mama wrote them out. I don't know if I'll be responding to their texts anymore. Mother, a member says, I hear you say you give homeless people $20. Can you use that to give them gifts as children for Christmas? Yeah, if I I run into a homeless person and ask me for money, I'll generally give them $20. Or if I know they're homeless and they've asked me for money a lot in the past, I'll just hand them $20 proactively. I find that the places I go and the things I do are often heavily related with the things that happen. So I don't go to bars. I'm sober eight and a half years because when I went to bars, lots of stupid things used to happen. So I don't go to bars and I don't drink because bars are places where crappy things happen. And uh, yeah, I don't like... that's, That's why I stay out of the bars. I stay out of places where people mistreat each other. And I don't keep people around in my life that talk junk anymore. I've I mean my wife does talk a lot of my wife teases and is very sarcastic. So I guess I make the biggest exception for my wife. But my wife and the rest of her character is so fantastic that she kind of needs to have some character defect so to speak or you know something weird's going to happen. SoulPsych says, you'll give a homeless guy $20, but you won't give your kids a gift from Christmas? My kids don't need a gift from me for Christmas. Now, if if my kids weren't getting gifts from anybody else, I'm sure I would feel moved to buy them something. And if my wife didn't buy them any presents, I probably would feel moved to buy them something. But since my wife and my mother and my wife's mother handle all the presents for the kids and for each other I don't do anything and my wife has everything she needs and she jokes that I don't buy her jewelry but I'm like I'll go buy you jewelry I'll be happy to go buy you jewelry I don't feel any desire to buy you jewelry but if you wanted some I'd go drop a grand or several thousand on something nice for you I would be happy to do that for you do you want me to do that for you She's like, no. I'm like, good. Well, let's not do it then. Because my wife already has one nice wedding ring, engagement ring, I guess technically, that she wears that she got from her mother that means a lot to her. And she's got... I used to buy my wife jewelry in the past and she's got enough jewelry now. But if I ever feel moved to buy her a certain piece of jewelry, I will buy it. Mother of Cult member says, do they go to grandma's Christmas morning? I imagine my kids will go to have Christmas at my house, Christmas at my mom's house, and Christmas at my wife's mom's house, and Christmas at my wife's sister's house. Project Mike's, thank you very much for the raid. How did you find us today? Lisa says you haven't bought a, a Christmas, I imagine Christmas gift in years. Yeah, hey, I've I've felt relief. I feel relief from a lot of these societal pressures. I think a lot of these holidays are merely excuses to promote consumerism and uh, I, I take pride in using things like this iPhone. look at it. <laughs> this iPhone is an iPhone 8 plus. it's I'm proud that I've had this iPhone for more than five years. I'm trying to keep it going as long as possible. Soul psych and in the past I gave a bunch of my family Jerry Banfield gaming shirts, yes. So when I first started my business online in 2011, everybody got Jerry Banfield shirts for Christmas, and my mother actually whipped one out the other day that was still in the plastic. I'm like, wow, smoke a bullf. You you can see I did some live streams with my wife on YouTube, so you can just go on my YouTube channel and you can look at the Jerry and Laura Banfield gaming videos together, and you can decide for yourself how she looks. I know the bottom bar is annoying I don't know how to get rid of it is it like built into the video or something I know it's so toxic I don't know how to get rid of it either is it like burned into the video it's so crappy is that something new that they just did on this I know it totally ruined it I need to figure out how to now this video that's does. It... did Do they have it on this one is it some setting I can change Dude, that is so trippy. Maybe we can figure out if there's a setting on here. So I'm grateful after a lot of holiday seasons filled with sadness and loneliness, and lots of holiday seasons filled with lots of joy and connection. I see that I have choices. I have choices in my life about how I process things and you know what that sometimes sometimes things are going to be sad and that's okay that sadness is a normal part of life and that sadness actually makes for a more interesting experience because if you look at something like the rainbow imagine the rainbow if it just had one color if the rainbow just had one color You wouldn't even know that there were other colors. Now, we go through our life and we look at our feelings like, I want to get rid of this disgusting feeling of sadness. Please make it go away. But here's the thing. If if you had, if you could get rid of all those other feelings... Life would be really bland with just one feeling, wouldn't it? So uh, I uh, I'm much more accepting our our culture conditions us for some sick reason that we should be happy all the time, and then if you're not happy all the time, there's something wrong with you and that's and you should go see your doctor about that and then your doctor will make a profit off of your normal human feelings. And then you should go see your psychologist as well. And your psychologist will make a profit off your normal human feelings. And ironically, it will reinforce them. will actually reinforce them and tell you things are wrong with you instead of, hey, you're having a normal human experience. A normal human experience includes being sad sometimes. A normal human experience includes feeling a little lost sometimes. But what really takes the edge off is finding somebody else to help. Finding somebody else to help takes the edge off. And opening and taking the focus out of the past and out of what's wrong with today and putting it into what kind of experience do you want to have. I would love to enjoy a connected, happy and joyous Christmas with my family. Last Christmas, we had a very nice day together. The Christmas before that, I showed my daughter the Christmas presents the night before Santa. My wife and I had a fight over it. And uh, the Christmas morning was tense. And I called my mother. And I said to my mother, this was before she lived next door, I said, Mom, I'm really mad at my wife and I don't want to be. I know I love my wife. And I want to remember that I love my wife. And I don't want to be mad at her. And I asked her, I said, and my mom told me about her Christmases with my father. And that was really helpful for me to get some perspective. So if you're struggling more than usual on Christmas, try hearing what other people are going through. What I love about Alcoholics Anonymous and generally like 12-step programs is getting to hear what other people are going through. And if... If you don't know which... If you have an alcoholic friend or family member or spouse or child or parent, you can go to Al-Anon. If you are a child of an alcoholic, you can go to ACOA, Adult Children's of Alcoholics Anonymous. If you're an alcoholic, you can go to AA. If you're a drug addict, you can go to Narcotics Anonymous. If you overeat, you can go to Overeaters Anonymous. And If you don't feel like you fit into a 12-step program... If you don't know where to go to help somebody, just pray that you can see the opportunities in front of you. I would appreciate each of you helping me know what to talk about in my Discord and my Telegram chat. If you want me to talk about a specific topic or play a specific game, popping in there and saying, Hey, Jerry, I'd like you to play this or I'd like you to talk about this. That really helps me. I'm thinking of writing a book now. And it is called uh, My Idea for It is I'm Black Now My Transracial Experience, chronicling my whole story this year with changing my race and what I've learned. And I'm thinking of writing that. And yet, the, the idea of writing the book kind of scares me, too. It scares me because, well, it, it's, it's a book that I kind of don't want to write. I'd like to just move on. Let's not talk about that anymore. Haven't I done enough in that area? In some ways, it'll be hard to write. And I can imagine all the criticism from it as well. And if I write the book, I don't have, you know, that'll take hours and hours away from my live stream. Is that why you don't buy gifts because you can't keep the presents a secret? <laughs> yeah, that, that could be part of it. You Lisa says, move on. I appreciate your feedback. I'm reading a book by, what's the lady's name? She was in the NAACP and her book is called, what was her book? It's called In Full Color, Finding My Place in a Black and White World by Rachel Dozal. So she was like, you know, she was, people compared my change to her. Will it be at Barnes & Noble? I don't know. I'm I'm still deciding right now whether that'd be worth my time or not. And worth my time, and, and would it be good for me and for people collectively? You would buy that book for your husband for Christmas? Nice. Let me tell you about some other Christmases. There was a Christmas I told my wife that we should move another woman in. And that I should have two wives. And uh, I told her that, like, uh, that was last Christmas. So, last Christmas, my mind was filled with this idea how awesome it'd be to move another woman in and have two wives at the same time and, uh, you know, grow our family. Because my wife doesn't want to have any more kids. So, I thought, well, let's just move another woman in here. And what was amazing is that we had about three hours of upset my wife cursed me out a little bit and for the sake of privacy I'm not going to mention the other woman I had in mind but when I did tell my wife the specific woman I had in mind and uh, thankfully she helped me see that a she wasn't interested in doing that which I already knew but more importantly b that that might not be as fun as i imagined it to be that it, it wouldn't it, there'd be a lot of downsides that i wasn't considering mother of cult member says two wives isn't one wife already too much one wife is just right one wife is just right for me the the wife i have is just right for me yes that said You know, it might be fun to try having two wives and it might be miserable to try having two wives too. I applaud myself for having the courage to bring that up because it was something I had thought of for a long time. And after bringing it up to my wife and hearing her opinion about it, it really killed the idea in my head. And I'm hoping this year we can do without any of that. Three years ago, we went and visited my mom right after Christmas, which was the first time I had ever taken my Kids to visit my mother since they'd been born in 2015 so it was a really magical trip it went super smooth it was a huge leap forward in my relationship with my mother so that Christmas 2019 was a really special Christmas the challenge that year my wife was sick for Christmas and the beginning of the trip to visit my mom what's up boss master Evan nice to see you today Soul Psych says you become than they have like 40 wives. It is, it's simple having one wife, and I really appreciate that because I watched some videos around that time of people who had two wives, and I listened to a book where a woman had two husbands, and it's just more complicated. And I have enough complication in my business that I really need the rest of my life to be pretty simple. So I've had uh, I've had mostly really nice holiday seasons. The two saddest holiday seasons I can remember were 2012 and 2013. So 2012, I'd just gotten married and I was really missing my family. And by my family, I mean my mom and dad. And I made the decision to have a drink with my wife's family when they came over for Christmas Eve, which resulted in me just being like a crying... Self pity mess. Self pity is when you feel sorry for yourself. And feeling sorry for yourself usually is enabled by not knowing what other people are going through, not thinking about or considering what other people are going through. It's hard to feel sorry for yourself when you're aware of what a lot of other people are going through. When you're aware that other people are going through, you know, losing so many difficult things, losing. You know, their first Christmas alone, their first Christmas with their son having died, their first Christmas, you know, with their parent having died, their first Christmas with a new spouse and a new baby, which having a bunch of new things that we think of as good can be very stressful also. Do I like Takis or Hot Cheetos? I don't generally eat either of those. Soul psych says, you're supposed to ask your wife to have another wife on her birthday, not Christmas. Uh, thanks for clarifying that. At You wish you were brave enough to ask for two husbands? I find it really helps me to, to be have those uncomfortable conversations because now I don't go around fantasizing about having two wives anymore because I'm aware that from my wife's point of view, she's not interested in that and it might... Not be better than what I've got now. It might be worse than what I have right now. And I certainly don't want anything worse than what I have right now. What if you had nine wives and six husbands? (laughs) What I've consistently. Oh, so 2012, I uh, essentially chose self pity. I chose to drink. Which brings on more self pity and depression. Same thing in 2013, although technically I was sober for Christmas. The day I left in 2013, my dad broke his arm just like waking up in the morning because he was almost dead and had cancer and all kinds of disease in his body. And his arm broke, and I was like, Sorry about that. I need to get home though. And I really didn't need to get home. I could have easily stayed a whole nother day and helped my mom. But I needed to get home and drink. And I needed to get out of that house as soon as possible. And today I don't regret that either. Because that was a valuable learning experience for me. If you want to stop arguing with the past. What helps me is to look at it. That was a valuable learning experience. And to start thinking, well, next time, how am I going to behave? If my mom has a fall, you know, am I going to be there to help her? Or am I going to try and avoid it as much as possible? Our past decisions ideally help us to figure out what kind of future we want to have. So I hope if you get anything from this, if you catch your mind arguing with the past and debating the past stop that and think how can I help somebody today and what kind of life would I like to have in the future and by me thinking constantly about what I want to create and what kind of life I want to have in the future I'm able to ask and get other people's feedback for example when I'm thinking of writing a book I ask you about the book and then I get your feedback when I'm thinking about having two wives and I ask my wife and she doesn't think that's such a good idea, then I adjust what I want in the future. Because in an ideal scenario, we consider other people's wishes and desires alongside our own wishes and desires. We neither put our own desires away and just serve other people, nor do we put other people's desires away and ignore them and just think about ourselves. We balance consideration of what do other people want versus what do I want. Mother Occult member says, what was the worst gift you ever received? Uh that's you usually gifts. Alright, one Christmas my mom, I gave my list of mom, I gave my mom three video games I wanted. I wanted Call of Duty World at War and I wanted like two other video games on Xbox 360. And then I gave her a backup list of Christmas presents like rechargeable batteries and a couple of other things like if she bought all the video games and still wasn't finished, then she could buy those. And on Christmas, I opened up my rechargeable batteries and my couple other backup gifts. And I was looking around and I'm like, where the hell are the games, Mom? I don't see Call of Duty World at War anywhere. I'm like, where's where's battlefield I wanted battlefield where is it she's like I thought this is what you wanted I'm like no mom mom this was the backup list this was not the primary list the primary list were the things you that I really wanted and the backup list was if you bought all the primary things and still wanted to buy more then you go to the backup list at the same time she showered a bunch a ridiculous amount of gifts On my brother's girlfriend at the time. Tons of gifts on my brother's girlfriend. And I get rechargeable batteries and a couple other cheap things. I'm like, Mom? So my mom took me to the GameStop a couple days later and bought all the video games I wanted there. Now, most recently, my wife gave me this jacket. So most recently, my wife gave me this nice Gap jacket. It's like a hundred dollar jacket. And when she uh, when I opened, she was all excited to give it to me, and I opened it up. And she could clearly read how I felt. I was sad. And she's like, "What?" And I'm like, "I already have a jacket." She's like, "I know that one's old, and I thought you could use a new one." I'm like, I don't want a new one. I like the jacket I already have. I've had that jacket for almost 20 years. This old Jacksonville Jaguars jacket. So she gave, my wife gave me a a jacket to replace this 20-year-old Jacksonville Jaguars jacket. I got a lot of memories in this jacket. I've had that jacket since college for nearly 20 years. Kojo says, you said the reason you don't buy gifts for other people is because it doesn't bring you joy. The purpose is joy for the person you're buying the gift for, which is what you would have to be able to consider. I trust that if another person really needs me to buy them a gift, I will feel inspired to buy the gift, that there's not a separation between me getting excited about giving somebody a gift and them feeling a joy in receiving it. I don't, my mother felt great joy in receiving the necklace I gave her and I felt great joy in giving her that necklace. My wife has everything she needs. She she doesn't need any gifts that I'm aware of. And it's just like, It's just like with my wife buying me that jacket. She was frustrated with the jacket buying situation and so was I. And she says sometimes other people's waste bothers her. And I'm like, you're wasteful. You bought me a jacket I didn't want, I didn't need. And then you put me in the position that somehow I'm rude when you gave me something I didn't want. And now I have two jackets. Now I have two jackets. Now you're expecting I should get rid of the jacket that I want. And now I'm stuck with a situation that I didn't ask for. So I've made it clear like don't just buy me stuff. I I, I don't want that. That's wasteful. Somebody took their time at work and made that jacket. And I don't need it. I have a hoodie. I've got a raincoat. I got the Jacksonville jacket, now I have this other jacket. That was $100 that was just pissed away and somebody's time and energy to make that was pissed away also. Somebody else could have had that jacket that maybe needed it. And my wife cried when I had that discussion with her. But it also was useful for her to see that sometimes we think we're doing things for other people, but we're not actually considering the other person. We're doing it for our own selfish reasons. In my wife's mind, she wanted me to get rid of that old jacket. So instead of talking to me about it, she bought me this old jack this new jacket with the expectation I would get rid of the old jacket. But from my point of view, what she did was inconsiderate. So uh, she did not clearly consider me at all when buying the gift. She bought a gift for For me that was really for her because she was tired of looking at that old jacket so I've noticed a lot of our gift buying is kind of selfish like that we buy a gift for someone because we want attention we buy a gift and tell ourselves it's for them and it's to make them happy but really we buy the gift because we wish we would have got that gift as a kid we buy that gift because we're lonely and sad and we want to go shopping we buy that gift because we want the other person to change something in their life. And by giving them this gift, we're going to force them to make a change in their life. So this is why I'm very thoughtful with my gift buying now. And I hesit- And because we live in a consumer culture that pushes buying things all the time, I try and avoid buying things. Kojo says you'd love to win that jacket. Maybe which jacket? The Jacksonville one or the Gap one? (laughs) Smoke a bowl says the person that made that jacket was a seven-year-old boy in China. I think about that. I mean, the way I look at if things were made in China, it's kind of slave labor in my mind because the wages they get paid and they're living in an authoritarian government where their freedom is very restricted and often working very long hours. Hey, thanks for the 100 (laughs) <laughs> you think my wife's saying she doesn't need a gift but she definitely does not nah, she does not she does not need a gift me being around and me being considerate is the biggest gift she could get epic lobster man throwing in some more bits <laughs> so I yes yeah, so I try to avoid buying physical things epic lobster man with a 200 Take it, baby. Thank you for another 200 bitties. I, I, yes. So I have, I've found that for me, my area of irrational spending often comes into play with my business. And yes, I did dump about three grand of loss into God's Unchained, and uh, that was a good lesson for me. I am hesitant usually to buy physical things, but when it comes to digital stuff, I've been more willing to spend slash waste my money there. However, I am learning. I've blown hundreds of thousands of dollars unnecessarily in my business online after making millions of dollars. The amount that I blow now is smaller. So my financial decisions are definitely getting better. And getting out of God's Unchained, at least in the short term, put seven or eight thousand back in my bank. In the long term, you know, might I might have been able to sell my cards for fifty or a hundred thousand. So when I got into God's Unchained, it wasn't. It looked like the cards might be a great long term investment. They still might be, but at this point, I'd rather just pay my debt down than be holding God's Unchained cards. Yeah, I took about a three grand loss on God's Unchained. I think we've wrapped the Christmas discussion up. So I think we'll end the Christmas discussion and maybe transition into a different topic. So if you watch this on YouTube, we did this live on Twitch. I'd love to see you on Twitch. If you listen to this on my podcast, the Jerry Banfield Show, I just got monetized. So thank you for listening to it on there. And if you're on Twitch, I would love for you to listen on the Jerry Banfield Show podcast and subscribe on YouTube. That way, if you miss the Twitch streams, you can easily get caught up